Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Are you looking for a podcast about a sleek, portable projector? Then you must be thinking of another podcast. Oh. Good evening, Kelsey. Good evening, Robert. How are you? I'm doing just fine. How are you? I'm a little sad. Why are you sad? So Taylor brought this to my attention that apparently almost like every January, like the beginning of each year, Mm. we just get massive celebrity deaths. Truly. That's, I mean, that's when David Bowie died. So uh, let's go ahead and get this uh, corner out of the way. Okay. Uh, Bob Saget died yeah do you feel strongly about this one (laughs) i was about to say honestly he is the voiceover from how i met your mother for me yeah Ooh, and uh america's funniest home videos that's what i know him from yeah like i didn't watch uh full house when i was younger so like he's not he's not danny tanner for me i've seen it now because when fuller house came out taylor got really into full house again okay and the show's pretty bomb. Like, it's a good I show. I mean, I've watched, like, some episodes. I was not a religious viewer of it as a child. It was not, like, waiting for it to come on. I mean, I didn't watch a lot of TV of, like, I guess that type of TV when I was younger. Yeah. Like, I didn't see, um, like, Full House, Step by Step. All the Boy sitcoms. Boy, Boy Meets World. Like, Beverly Hills, 90210. Like, none of the, like... I guess, I don't want to say teen shows, but I guess kind of like those, like Seventh Heaven. I didn't watch like, like after school special type of shows. I guess so. Yeah. I didn't watch many of those. Yeah. Like I didn't watch those with like the messages in them. Cause like. Dawson's Creek. Yeah. Didn't see that one. I didn't see Angel, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Like I watched none of Saved that by the Bell and I watched Clarissa Explains It All, but that was on Nickelodeon, so I don't know if that's considered in the same like category. I'm going to say no to Clarissa Explains It All, but Saved by the Bell for sure is one of them. Yeah, I, I never that saw show. that either. So I knew like the opening and then I'd be like, I don't want to watch that and I'd leave. Oh, man. That's <laughs> such a good theme song. But uh, I mean, I care enough because he was such a big comedian in the world yeah like he definitely you know he's a he's a household name everybody knows who bob saget is you can put a face and a voice to it yeah you know he had just died and and taylor were kind of like something like you said last week when we discussed betty white had died uh-huh like as soon as they were gone it's like dirt digging time Yes. Let's find Which... anything and everything to, to like, slander somebody that can never respond. I know. And I don't know if it's just, like, in the age of social media, people are, they want to be, like, the first one to get the viral tweet. Like, did you guys know that Bob Saget was actually a piece of shit and, like, list all these things, get clicks to your yeah. profile? Like, 
are you just trying to stir shit for the sake of shit stirring or are you I do you think have a that's personal crusade? I don't <laughs> I think there are people I mean, I don't want to go like too nerdy, but like in the dark night, I think there's just some people that like to watch the world burn. Yeah, I guess they, so. They just want to be the person that can go well and like ruin an image, you know? Yeah. I mean, <sighs> honestly, I don't think there is a perfect person that exists out there, except yeah. for you, Betty White. You except are for Betty the, White. Only pers- the only perfect human on <laughs> this planet. I don't know how much I believe some of the things that are coming out. I mean, I don't want to say I don't believe them. I just don't want to acknowledge them. Like, I feel like it's, I come from a weird place on this because I didn't really, not to sound cruel, but I didn't really care about Bob Saget. Like, it's just another celebrity for me. Yeah. Like, he's not. You didn't have an attachment. Yeah. It's not like, it's not like one of my favorite people dying, you know? Yeah. I, I just, it sucks to me when, when a public figure dies, uh, I'm trying to find a way to word this delicately because <laughs> I know that we live in an age where like people are coming forward about things that have happened to them. And there's apparently like sexual allegations against Bob Saget. And I'm not saying those didn't happen or that we shouldn't talk about them, but like the second he dies, that's when you want to bring it up. <laughs> like That's, that's kind of where I'm at. Like I had said to Taylor, we're in this, and I hate saying things like that, but we're in the post like Me Too world, you know. I hate that phrase a where lot. <laughs> it's like we have talked about these things. We've gotten Bill Cosby of all people yeah. in in into prison. Yeah. Deservedly so. So we never talked about Bob Saget? Like nobody ever thought it's time for me to do the same thing? You know what I mean? Yeah, or maybe it was one of those that, like, came out, but it was squashed among all the other stories because, God knows, there maybe were so. thousands upon thousands of people. Well, I guess, who's bigger, Bob Saget or Bill Cosby? Yeah, Bill Cosby wins that one. There you go. So it's, you know, even <laughs> if it did happen, it was probably like, excuse me, <laughs> Bill Cosby's on the table. Yeah, Get this knows? off of here, you know? Yeah, I just, I don't want to say it's insensitive because, of course, those people need to speak up and all that, but at the same time, like... How many of them are founded? You know, and it's like, I think we discussed before, how do you weed through the truth versus the, I just want to jump on a bandwagon? I don't think there are people that are jumping on a bandwagon in the case where they're throwing out things like I got sexually assaulted. I don't think anybody's claiming fake shit like that. I like just from a woman's perspective, I would never, ever do that. (laughs) And I don't think a lot of women would. Yeah. Um, Because, I mean, the second you start talking about anything sexually negative, the woman is the one who's under scrutiny no matter what the situation is. First first thing, yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, did it really happen? Are you just staying up for attention? Like, that's everything that comes out of everyone's mouth the second a woman says anything against a man. But I just don't think (laughs) that in the the moments after TMZ releases his death before his family was involved by the way like TMZ was like he died of a drug overdose and then his family was like he died so what yeah yeah uh everything just came out like really fast and really suddenly and it sucks to see like i just don't i just don't like to see it from yeah. a from a i don't know bystander's perspective i don't i don't like it i had told taylor i think people find something about a person and they'll hang on to it until the moment they die 
Yeah, and then maybe they're like, ah, this is my moment to say it because now there's a spotlight on that person, so I'm going to get attention so, on my yeah. thing that I've been wanting to say. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and get mine out of the way now. Not for me, but like my celebrities and what will be said. You ready? Okay. Uh, when Arnold goes, I already know that we're going to talk about him and his maid and his uh, other child that wasn't with Maria Shriver. I mean, that's already up and out. You don't think there's like another but scandal that's ma- going to... I think they're just going to be like, remember, he wasn't a good guy. And then just uh, bring up this one. Yeah. And I'm going to go Tom Cruise. I think they're just going to jump on the Scientology boat and just play him up as like the weirdest human of all time. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm going to call him now. I already know... Everything is going to come out, and we'll see if I'm right what people pick to jump on when they're gone. So catch our reporting again in the future times when Arnold Schwarzenegger dies and when Tom Cruise dies. Look forward to those days. Yeah, I know. I mean, Arnold's getting close. I'm going to be so sad. He's the fittest man on earth. I would, well, he probably did a lot of drugs, though, to get that fit, didn't he? Oh, he was on steroid heaven, man. Yeah, I don't think steroids are good for a human lifespan. Yeah. I mean, I don't think many people from the 70s that were jacked were not doing that. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm pretty sure even Lou Ferrigno was big on steroids at that time. For a second, I heard Lufa, and I was trying to... You know, Lufa? <laughs> Lufa. Lufa Rigno. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My name's Lufa. Lufa Regno. <laughs> but, yeah... I don't know. We were just seeing just, you know, the nonstop stuff. And it's like, I don't know. Can you give it like a week? Yeah. Give it. But I guess in a week, the news cycle will be done. And then these people won't get the the spotlight that they're seeking. That's the thing. I feel like everybody threw all this out there now. Are we even going to remember this stuff next week when we record? Uh, Yeah. By the time this episode airs, we're going to forget that Bob Saget's dead. Honestly. Like, I feel like all this news about him is going to have already faded. Yeah. Someone else will have died. Sorry. I shouldn't say that. <laughs> we, we can I cut that out. God, if Arnold Schwarzenegger dies between the time we're recording this and Monday, I'm going to be so upset. Yeah. So we've lost another one. But that's our third. I think that's a three. So I think we're in, like, the downswing. Is that the third one? Betty White, Bob Saget, and who else? John Madden. Oh, John Madden, right. right, right well, right. actually, you know what? Surprise one. Oops, surprise. <laughs> Oops, awkward. But you didn't know about this one. Did you know that Sidney Poitier died? Yes. Yeah, I texted you that the other day. That yes. fucked me up. So like, sad. Mr. Tibbs, man. I was Ugh. talking to my mom about him, and I was like, he was like a legit star. Yeah. I mean, he was a pioneer for black actors. You was know? he the first black actor to win an Oscar? Did I yes, he that? was. Yes, he Sydney was. Poitier. He was the first black man to win an Academy Award. I mean, he was a pioneer and like a legit star. Yeah. There are movies of his that have been like remade several times since they came out. To Sir With Love. Has that been remade at all? Because uh, it should be. I don't know about that one. I just I would... know like uh, Guess Who's Coming to Dinner has been remade. Oh, yeah. <laughs> with Ashton Kutcher. <laughs> Yes. I would really love to see like a to serve with love but done for the modern age. I well see, I think I think he died before Bob Saget, but like Bob Saget has just been like flooding the world. Yep. With 
all the shit coming out. So, uh, I hate this corner. Yeah, let's, it makes let's me sad. It. I would um, like to crack something and get out of here. Okay, let's uh, go on over to Teeth Corner. Oh. <laughs> That's not our I teeth cracking. I went to the dentist. No, God, no. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I went to the dentist. Please clap. <laughs> I deserve it. Thank you. How did I, that go? I, every single time I have to go to the dentist, I like whip myself up into a panic over it because every fucking time I go, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to talk about bad teeth stuff on here. So everybody, y'all can be, you guys can yeah. be good for the next couple of minutes. But like every time I go, I feel like I get a lot of work done or I have to spend a lot of money. And so this time I didn't feel like anything was wrong with my teeth. So I was just due for a checkup and I was like, I may as well just go and like make sure there's no secret things happening below the surface, you know? So you don't do the six month cleanings? No, that's what I did today. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah. It was just, it was just a cleaning. I went for my cleaning and they weren't like, Hey, we have to do like 600 more dollars worth of work while we're in here. Oh, good. I was very happy. And the lady who cleaned my teeth, she was like, have you ever had braces? And I was like, no. And she was like, oh, your teeth are so straight. And I was like, thank you. Oh, my God. So it was was a good day at the dentist. A plus from the dental folks. I, next time I go, I'm actually going to have to ask for work to be done. Oh, no. What do you have to have done? Well... Uh, when I went one time before, I have a filling on like the bottom left uh-huh. that he said was like buckled. He was like, buckled. it's not, Ugh. yeah, he's like, it's not bad. He's like, I mean, it's still good. I'm just going to heat it up and like smash it back in there. So he did Ugh. and it's been fine. But like when I eat like really crunchy stuff and yeah. I bite on that tooth, it does hurt. Oh no. So I know like it's probably rebuckled i guess so <laughs> i hate that i'm just gonna ask for him to redo it yeah but can you just like wipe that out and redo it please because it bugs me yeah i haven't been in like a year and a half you should go <laughs> because i left my job remember yeah so i lost my insurance and <laughs> they couldn't see me for, like, the six-month cleaning until, like, two days after I was going to be gone. And so I called my benefits people, and they were like, oh, you lose it as soon as you leave today. Uh, so I was damn. like, oh, I got to cancel that appointment. And then I just never, like, I went six months without insurance. And then I got it back. And now it's been a year. And I'm like, I should go, but I never call. Hmm. I've been to the eye doctor, though. I need to go to the eye doctor. I haven't been since, like, the before times, so it's time to get my my peepers checked on. I used to always have my dental appointments on my Fridays off. Yeah. Because I get every other Friday off. Yeah. So I always did it then, and it would be, like, first thing in the morning, and then boom, done. Happy days. But this year that I've been working, I haven't had those Fridays. Yeah. So I was like, I'm not going to fucking make an appointment. I go on Fridays. (laughs) So I just haven't gone. I always go, like, early in the morning whenever I can. Like, just get it in early so I don't have to think about it all day and stress myself out. I'll just throw up the night before and be fine. (laughs) (sighs) Man, I did almost throw up last night, though. Just working myself up into a fervor over it. And also, I had, like, 12 of those new plant-based nuggets at KFC. Not sponsored, just passionate. They're really good. They're very chickeny. Okay. But I had too many of them. I ordered the 12-pack because I was like, I'll slam, like, eight of them. And I got to nugget four, and I was like, I'm 
I'm gonna fucking die, but I ate all twelve just on principle oh, because they no. were expensive. <laughs> so, yeah, I, that's I was... like the time that I got. I believe it was ten Jack in the Box tacos. Oh my god, those like coin purses full of cheese. Yes. Yeah, I know. And when I got to number six, I was like, "Oh, I'm done." <laughs> But there's four more, and I ate them, and I was not happy. No. So, yeah. yeah. People, please don't overeat. It is bad don't, for you. Don't do it. It's not good for the body or the soul. We did free birds last night and had yeah. a burrito, and I was like, I'm hungry. I'm going to get the monster, which is the no. biggest one. And Taylor was like, for the love of God, don't, don't do that. <laughs> get the normal one. And I got the normal one. I ate it, and she goes, how do you feel? And I was like perfectly full thank you <laughs> yes so don't let your eyes be bigger than your stomach people i know i, I always, do it all the time though i do too like i i let myself get to the point of hanger and i'm like i'm gonna yes. eat 65 chicken nuggets and actually no you're not going to eat 65 yeah that's how i've been lately like i don't know when 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 i finally decide it's time for lunch i'm like well shit i'm off work in like two hours and i could just do dinner <laughs> so I'll wait. But then I'm fucking ravenously hungry. Yeah. You know? And that is not the way to eat because you mess no. up. Yeah. But I am proud of you and your teeth. Good job. Thank you. You didn't even get like a, you need to floss more. They they did say keep flossing. So. Okay. So, <laughs> so, so wait. So wait. They said keep flossing and you were like, yes, keep flossing. Because I, I don't do, floss. do that ever. Do you? Yeah. Good shit. Thank you. I started flossing after I had to get a crown and they were like, you got like a lot of shit happening here if you don't start flossing more. I was like, I will floss after every meal if you need me to. The fuck is a crown? What the fuck is a crown? Yeah, like I I don't have a lot going on because I have been like a super big tooth person since like yeah. elementary school. I remember <laughs> this like dentist dude coming in and traumatizing me with bad teeth. God, I, I remember so, that in like elementary school, they came and they showed you like, this is what happens yes. to your teeth. And it's like a kid who Ugh. has like Swiss cheese teeth. And like, what happened? Do you suck your thumb? Look what can happen <laughs> to your teeth. God, I still remember the diagrams. And teeth I, going like straight out of yeah. your face. And I had a friend whose little brother sucked his thumb. And I was like, dude, you're going to fuck up your teeth, my man. <laughs> and he was like, leave me alone. And I was like, you don't understand. I saw the photos. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen I've seen it all. No, I try um, to take like much pride in my teeth. Yeah. Like, like the best compliment that I got definitely wasn't my straight teeth because I don't have straight teeth. Oh. But they said, so on the back of your teeth, they were cleaning and said, wow, you have like ridges in the back of your teeth and i was like okay and she's like most people's are smooth because they wear them out too much like you still have the ridges you take good care of your teeth and that was the back of them the back of your like like the inside that points toward your tongue yeah so like if you lick the back of your back teeth you know uh-huh like right there but she was saying it more on my bottom teeth and so she was saying like like, I guess I take good enough care of even the back of my teeth. Okay. Our listeners are all licking their teeth right now. Well, I guarantee... I can, I can see you. <laughs> I guarantee the people that have, like, more smooth teeth right there, I would say it's probably from, like, chewing ice. Oh, like, gross. Ugh. Chewing, like, Ugh. harder things, you know? 
chewing on ice, like, oh, it's like nails on a chalkboard for me. Like, I used to, well, I didn't used to, like, just, like, eat ice. Like, if I had ice in my cup, I'd eat, like, one or two after, but they'd always be small by then, you know? Okay. I've never just gotten, like, ice chips and just, like, gone to town, you know? Yeah, yeah. But I would imagine it's people that are, like, chewing ice that, like, wear out their teeth like that in the way that she meant, you know? Don't chew on ice. I'm talking to you. You know who you are. Don't chew it. That was my best compliment. My worst one was when she asked if I smoked. (gasps) Oh, no. And I said, no, why? And she's like, well, there's like a little bit of like yellow stuff. And I was like, I drink a lot of coffee and tea. And she's like, that'll do it. It's the peppers is what it is. It wasn't the peppers. It was the tea. The Dr. Peppers (laughs) cause a stickiness. Oh, sticky teeth. So like... She was like, all right, bite, bite down. And so when I bite down, she's like, now open them. You could kind of like feel them separate in a way. Gross. Like when you chew on Starburst or whatever. Kind of, but not like so bad. Like think about that in the most like infinitesimally tiny stick. Okay. And she was like, that's like mostly like a soda residue kind of thing. Oh, all right. And so I actually like down took my intake of peppers you know down took the intake got it and i do check that sometimes like i'll like just bite my teeth (laughs) and if i feel anything like that i fucking brush them like immediately like mid pepper if i feel that i will brush my teeth (laughs) just ruin a pepper god so yeah dentist is Um. a weird time a, a crown for your question that happened like oh, 10 yeah. minutes ago. Sorry. A crown is like when they, when the cavity is too close to the gum line, or at least this is what happened for me. I had like a cavity right on my gum line and oh, okay. they, they can fill it, but like it gets difficult and they they fall out a lot because that area of your tooth just kind of stays wet, you know? Yeah. Cause it's like right where your cheek is. Okay. And uh, like a cavity is more prone to fall out when it's wet. And, okay. uh, so they just like, if you don't, if you don't like teeth stuff, fast forward like 30 seconds, I'll be quick about this. <laughs> they grind down the entire tooth and then like get a cap that's in the shape of your tooth and just stick it over. So it's, it's like a fake okay. tooth essentially, but it's on okay. top of your real roots. I thought it was more, not so much ground down, but just like, I kind of just thought it was like a covering of sorts, but I didn't yeah. know it was like kind of a more procedure like that yeah like they yeah it's it's not a fun procedure i don't recommend it unless you have to have it done in which case afterward you're going to feel really good because my tooth feels fine now again fast forward real quick if you don't want to hear (laughs) have you ever had a root canal no and i never ever want one neither have i but people seem to have them so often i had a friend at work who had one and she was like yeah it took like two hours i was like two hours like they they're like in your root and i oh i can't like, like if i ever have to no. have a root canal i'm gonna tell them to fucking put me out for it like they did for my wisdom teeth i don't want to be awake for that shit i know that this is a weird tangent guys <laughs> but like i told you i like my teeth do you brush twice a day yeah absolutely you don't brush like after every meal like some people no yeah i do morning and night but yeah. i you know i've known people at work that like they bring like a toothbrush to the office yeah. And then they would, like, eat lunch and then go brush their teeth again. Yes. I have seen that, like, in the bathroom. Somebody will just whip a toothbrush out of their purse. And I'm like, are yeah. you good? Like, <laughs> they used to make those things, like, in the early 2000s. It was, like, a little plastic toothbrush that had, like, a little 
like dollop of mint in the center of it and it was yes. so tiny those yes. like whispers or something right what was those called i can't even remember but i do were, yeah i loved those and i used to use those after lunch but they i don't think they make those anymore unless they still do in which case please send me with the name and well, i will buy them they say you know you can brush your teeth too much yeah so that's why i, I try to do that just too. morning and night i know teeth are so fragile and sensitive and delicate and it's precious a you only get one well you get two sets but you only get like one good set <laughs> yeah you get you, you get one set that matters you get a practice set which just fucking falls out when you're a child and nothing matters and then you get the real set and you have to be an adult about them and it sucks <sighs> anyway over teeth. An adult <laughs> okay um you sent me a message about some gray hairs that you were been getting why are you so mean to me <laughs> Dude, okay, I had, I had one gray hair. Yeah. Well, I had two, and then I plucked one, and then I was like, <laughs> and then three I was like, back in its place. I was like, I'm just gonna groom this one and just keep it forever, right? Okay. So I just like kept this one, and I honestly don't know when it happened, but yesterday or like the day before. You know, I was blinded in the bathroom and I was like, "Ooh, what is wrong with my face? And in my soul patch, like right underneath my bottom lip, the little triangle thing I got there, right? Uh-huh. I counted four. Four? Fucking four of them. So actually your math tracks because hey. I plucked one, three would have come back because I had one already. Yep. And the then Hydra. before the show, I was looking at them trying to like make sure that it was four so i had the right number to tell you guys <laughs> and i found one more on my chin oh my god so i've got another one that's five that's five uh, now that's old age that's what happens shut up it's not real <laughs> i drink peppers <laughs> <laughs> i was uh we were driving over to my uh sister's house because her children are all born in january we were having a birthday party for all of them okay and um i was just like casually like playing with the hair at the back of my head and i pulled my hand away and just some loose hairs often come out and okay. one of them was like coarse white spiral <laughs> I was yeah like whose hair is this it was so weird i was like this is not my hair this isn't a this is this is a bog witch hair like it was so spirally and bizarre whose grandma touched me yeah <laughs> it was like it was like one drag me to hell hair back there it was just so coiled and springy and coarse it was it was like another person had visited my head and left little fairy hairs i don't think the story's gonna go the way that i wanted because is that the end of the story that's the end of the story damn I was really what, hoping. What did you want to happen? You were going to say like you were like playing with the back of your neck. You pulled it out and was like, what is this? And then Richard looks over and goes, oh, my favorite hair from back there. <laughs> no. And then you're like, oh, it is mine. God. I have like one silver hair up top and it's just I've, I've had it for, I think, a year or two now. Okay. I got it like when I turned 30, I woke up and I was like, oh, a gray hair. Fun. And it's just the one. But, yeah. like, now I know there's more happening in the back of my head. And I'm like, oh, no. What's going on back there that I don't know about? Yeah, I'm I'm not about this. Like, I was, like, into my one. Right? Like, ooh, yeah, one. Can't wait to see his brothers. Now they're here. And I'm like, go away. <laughs> I hate it. 
Yeah, it's bad times. This is yeah. this is what happens when you hit your thirties. Yeah, I'm not the into it. The teeth start to go. You get the gray hairs. Uh, so far, the rest of the body's good. I'm not like rickety yet. Although, when I do jumping jacks, because I told you I'm trying to get more fit, right? Do you often do jumping jacks? Like, is that your go-to exercise? That's like one of my like, because like it's just at home and that's a good cardio thing. Yeah, sure. You know, uh, yeah, I do jumping jacks a lot. All right, jumping jack flash. But when I hit about fifty, my ankle starts popping. And then it becomes like I'm playing the fucking maracas while I'm doing jumping jacks. And that's oh the God. whole thing I hate. Yeah. I cannot stand that. Dude, my shoulder, my, you know, my right shoulder has been fucked up now for some time. Yeah. I started getting a little bit popping in my left shoulder. And I'm so worried that that one's going to also deteriorate God. on me. I need to go to physical therapy for my right shoulder. I'm going to call tomorrow and like see about what I can do because I'm. Yeah, you're it's, gonna you're gonna wind up needing Doctor Octopus limbs to help you out. I want that actually. <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah, I'll I'll keep you informed on the status of my deteriorating body. As I will we... say, physical therapy works. Taylor had that whole thing with her, like uh, she fell out of a tree when she was young. Yeah. And was never taken to the doctor, so it healed wrong, right? Ugh. Yeah. And it started hurting like really bad and they put her in physical therapy and then she got like right as rain. Good. Okay. That's yeah. insane to me because it's like you didn't really do anything, but I guess it does. So <laughs> Yeah. I always thought physical therapy was like for people that just had a surgery or people got into a car wreck and need to learn to walk again. But like, oh, it's apparently you could just go. Arm hurts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, actually her back's been hurting her and I think she was hoping to be put in some kind of physical therapy class for that too okay so we'll see how that goes hopefully it goes well well i'm feeling old and withered i want to take a break yeah, I need a, get refreshed i need a break <laughs> please i'm too old for this so i was looking at the list and i had a, a problem with some shows on it but i'm realizing that i'm wrong in my thought process <laughs> okay why but so sitcom what 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 does that mean Situational comedy. Yes. And I was like, is a cartoon really a sitcom? I don't think and so. And so I was thinking well. about it. And uh, I was like, well, so number two on the list was Rick and Morty. And I was like, that's not a sitcom. No. But then I saw The Simpsons and was like, that is a sitcom. Because each e episode is a different situation, which is like yeah. a normal one. And I was like, actually, Rick and Morty is because they never really continue many things. Well, I mean, if you're going to make that case, then, like, Tom and Jerry's a sitcom. Every single episode's a different situation, you know? I mean, kind of. Where do we draw the line? <laughs> exactly. Well, well, for that well, one, I would say that it is, because it's still a comedy. What, Tom and Jerry? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. I mean, technically, maybe, maybe it's length. Like, a sitcom needs to be, like, a full-length episodes like tom and jerry's like five ten minutes a piece you know? okay yeah so those are like shorts cartoon shorts i would say that yeah i think it has to be based on length as well okay and no jokes all right guys if you enjoyed that little bit of the pre-ramble you can get that full bonus episode by going over to patreon.com slash ymbtoap and signing up to be a patron we would really appreciate it all the support you guys give us it helps out more than you know it really, really does. 
And if you want just that extra little bit, you want to be the ultimate supporter, you can go out to the Yimtope Apparel store and grab yourself some Yimtope gear. It is getting frigid out here in Texas right now. Uh, those hoodies, they warm. Go get a hoodie. I need a hoodie. I'm about to buy one as soon as I'm done with this. One. Yeah, I need one again. Uh, the link to that is in our show notes. And again, just really... Thank you guys so much. We appreciate all that you do for us. We hope you guys stick around with us for all the foreseeable years to come. And let's get you on back to that regularly scheduled content. I saw a TikTok. <laughs> What'd you see? It's always with the TikTok. Okay. What is up with like our generation or like our age group and TikTok, man? TikTok's I mean, big with us. I think, <laughs> I'm on I think Gen Z is mad because we're kind of like the boomers swooping in on Facebook. We're taking over TikTok, and Gen Z is like, "This was mine. Get off." Yeah, well, we're better Sally. at it. So <laughs> <laughs> we're better at it. I saw one today that I really thought you might find interesting. Oh, uh, so it was a guy talking about the Great Resignation. Yes, you know the whole thing from like 2020 and uh, this past year, 2021. It was pretty big. Uh, so he was talking about kind of what the deal was with it. I guess 60 Minutes, they did a segment on it. Now, when I hear 60 Minutes, I'm imagining, okay, you know what? <laughs> I I guess I'm not old enough for 60 Minutes. I have seen it before. Yeah. I kind of, it kind of went over my head that 60 Minutes is actually like four different stories within the 60 Minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I always thought it was just like a like like a like, 60 minute like program dive. yeah like on one thing you know yeah so he said they were talking about the great resignation on 60 minutes and i was like oh woof found out about this like right before we're gonna record we don't have time to watch an hour-long show on this <laughs> but i was waiting around so i was like well i'm gonna look it up it's 13 minutes yeah it ain't bad like, at all oh, i can fucking watch that so I watched uh, this little 60-minute uh, story on the Great Resignation. So if you don't know what that is, it is millennials, Gen Z. It's all of these workers that have decided it's not worth it right now. And yeah, they are leaving their toxic positions to go pursue something that makes them happy. Yeah. I don't know that I want to break it down because I didn't really like write notes about that thing, but kind of want to break it down into some of the weird things they did with the topic. Okay. Uh, we'll also put a link to the TikTok and the 60 minute segment in our show notes. If you're interested in yes. watching those. So I was really into watching the segment because of the TikTok because I know that media can be pretty colored. If you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the way a person views a media and then, talks about it to another set of people yeah they can easily spin stuff yeah well so he made it sound like it was a hardcore this is what we think about this topic and it was like against the people who have been quitting yeah right? that's what i took away from it is that it was like very pro like, employer yes yeah <laughs> so i was like well i really want to see that because i can't believe the discussions are out there Already, well, people don't want to work and all that shit, right? Right. So I was like, wow, like, boomers really took to 60 minutes to really just, like, knock it in on it, you know? I was like, <laughs> like wow. Like a rail on our culture or whatever. Let's see. And it really wasn't that at all. 
it wasn't as spicy as the TikTok made it sound, but it was still yeah. like I you described it best before we started the show. The way you put it is that it kind of like walked the line and gave both points of view. And in the beginning, they weighted it heavily toward the the employer saying like employers are losing people people are quitting why doesn't anybody want to work and yeah. then at the end they kind of went on the perspective of like if you can work for yourself or if you can find something that is more your passion why not do that in this day and age yeah because the tiktok made it sound like they made points about it but never stopped to ask why yeah which is blatantly wrong because they did ask why but i don't think they asked the right whys yeah i agree with that the why we need to ask is why don't we want to work is it because you're not being paid enough yeah they just said why why do people want to pursue their own passions because (laughs) that sounds a lot better dude yeah honestly you know um for our listeners this i want to break down just a couple of the the high notes from this so they put up some statistics on this uh, 60 minute segment and they said that the hospitality sector and the retail sector are the the industries with like the highest percentage of quitters let me just list a few of the sectors that have the most openings right now and then maybe you guys can string together some common threads so <laughs> the most openings okay education healthcare, retail hotels and restaurants so mm-hmm Perhaps in the pandemic, have we seen these industries affected in any way? <laughs> can can you imagine being a teacher right now or working in healthcare? Okay, well, working in healthcare would be. An I have a friend wreck. who works at a clinic, not even like an ER or something, just a clinic, and he's been pulling sixteen-hour right. shifts for the last like week, and he's a fucking wreck. And I feel so bad for him. I just want to hold him and let him cry on me. Yeah, I have another friend who works down at the um, the Veterans Association as a nurse, and he is seeing like an insane amount of people coming in right now with COVID. Like, just I don't know if you guys have looked at the charts lately, but like, there's this new variant out there that's just kind of wreaking havoc on the population, especially here in Texas. It is it is rough here in Texas right now because Governor. Yeah. Abbott in all of his ways. I don't have time to get into what a fucking mess he is. But yeah, so I just looking at this chart of like, why does nobody want to work retail or in restaurants right now? Like, are you are you guys thinking? Do you know? Can you let me let's imagine together why somebody might not want to work in a restaurant location at this moment in time? So actually, when I heard the like, uh, service industry and hospitality industry. Uh-huh. I didn't even take um, the COVID thought process into that, honestly. What were you thinking? I just thought straight up, we're tired of, like, Karen type people. Oh, that too, man. Like Because you combine COVID with the fact that everybody thinks they can just walk all over people in those industries. Why would you ever want it? There is unprecedented levels of entitlement happening right now in the generations above ours, and I don't understand it. Like, I I genuinely want to know why it is that the baby boomer generation 
feels so strongly that they can just like yell at literal children behind cash registers. I don't get it. Like, of course, other generations yeah. are guilty of this, too. But I feel like specifically baby boomers, we're seeing a lot of that in the last couple of years. And I, I don't know if it's just like people are snapping in the pandemic, like they're more fragile for some reason. Or I think it's, it's just always been this way. Maybe. And maybe the pandemic is just making it worse. Like, I know in my retail job, I worked at Dillard's for some time. And, like, the clientele at Dillard's is all middle-aged white women. So, like, maybe I'm biased. But I feel like (laughs) everybody who yelled at me ever was a middle-aged white woman. So, there's just, there's a lot of entitlement happening. And I wish I knew why. And I'm sorry if you're a baby member and you're feeling offended right now write write us an entitled email yimtop at gmail.com that's y-m-b-t-o-a-p at gmail.com tell me why you feel entitled i think it's not so much that it's happening more i just think now that we're in you know the smartphone era it's Uh more easily captured okay oh yeah we're we're just seeing it for the first time more because really it's just like happening and you're like what was going on over there like did you hear that weird stuff and it's all like word of mouth but now we can straight up watch this person scream at you because they want two cents taken off this thing for no reason other than that's what I want. That is a that's you know a I mean? really good point because there's been a whole thing about police brutality too. Like it has always existed. That has always been there, yes. But now it is more highly documented because we have cell phone footage of it happening out in the field. You can see it physically with your eyes. Exactly. I think we're just seeing it more because we have a way to show it now yeah and a way to disseminate it with twitter like fuck things get so fast out on twitter i can't really think of a time because i mean i've never worked a retail job thankfully yeah but like i can't really think of a time that i saw somebody acting like that in a store yeah but you know it happened oh for sure like coupon clippers have are not just a thing of today like that's been going on for forever too yeah. So, I mean, you know, they probably threw a fit when their coupons didn't work right. You know? Right. I mean, it's been going on. And so now that everybody kind of knows how ridiculous that looks and how much people just honestly rely on screaming at you and getting what they want, people are like, then I'm just not going to work there and let you have it. Yeah. Like, when presented the option of working at Dillard's or making a Patreon or an OnlyFans or an Etsy or any number of other things that could get you an income, like some, some maybe even just a modest income that doesn't quite meet retail. It doesn't give you health insurance or anything like that, but it's still like it's income, you know? Yeah. It's, you can put, you can put stuff out in the world that you want to put out in the world. You don't have to go to work and like, I need to meet my quota. I have to sell that fucking comforter scent. I have to, get these dishes to to middle-aged white women. I I think that there's um, a definite uptick in this phrase that I absolutely hate, which is hustle culture. Okay. I think that that, especially in Gen Z, like there are so many people that are figuring out ways to make money that like even our generation didn't. Are very unconventional. Yeah. Yeah. Super unconventional. Like, you can you can make money on the internet doing just about anything these days. And I think that we're still seeing people invent new ways of making oh, yeah. money and new things to sell. Like, you don't have to sell a physical product. Uh, like, Cameo is a 
brand new thing that came out. And that one is like mostly celebrities making extra pocket money for whatever reason. But like, okay. that's another thing that you wouldn't have thought would have been sold like even 10 years ago, you know? Yeah. Like there's, there's constantly new sources of income cropping up. And I think Gen Z is going to be like the generation to pioneer that field and say like, we don't actually need oh, yeah. traditional jobs. We can just be like an influencer or whatever, you know, just be a person on the internet and make money off of it. Yeah. There doesn't, you don't have to have a job title attached to it. There's so much different weird things you can do for cash. Not, a, not all of them. I know this is, it's like sounding shady, like you're selling sex on the internet or something. I, like, I'm sorry, not, not everything's so heinous. Not everything's so heinous. Like, yeah, there's people make money selling fucking everything, dude. Like, See, I'm thinking that's why I didn't take the COVID look in this segment, because they never really bring COVID up. Yeah. They pretty much take it to your hustle route, where everybody just wants to to feel like they have more say in their job. Yeah, like, that's like exactly this, it. Yeah, this great resignation wasn't even so much about the fact of this pandemic, although we kind of figured out the hustle route because what they say, it was uh, like in 2020, 20 million jobs disappeared in like a month or two. Something like that, yeah. Like, and the we fact had that, to adapt. Yes, and almost everything now has gone remote as well. So they had a really interesting stat that I... It fascinated me. So did you... Oh, I definitely picked up on that stat. So one out of 67 jobs pre-pandemic were remote. And now one out of seven jobs are remote. That's crazy. That is nuts to me. That's like 10 times improved. Yeah. I I can't... (laughs) If you have the capability to get a job that is remote, why would you ever want to work in a restaurant in person? Why would you ever want to sell pillows at Dillard's? Why would you ever want to face another human being if you can be at home making cash doing whatever quality analysis payroll anything (laughs) and if i could just stay home why would i want to go to let's say dillard's for somebody to scream at me yes yes why would you want to like even a customer service job if you have to be on the phone at home because people are just as mean there they are but like if you can do it from the comfort of your home in pajamas with your cat in your lap. <laughs> yeah. You'd much rather get yelled at on the phone in that environment than in person over a, a retail counter. I feel like this always turns into the TikTok show, but I saw another TikTok. What kind of TikTok? It was a guy. So it's like he's playing the boss and then the worker. And he goes, okay, uh, it's time for you to go back to the office. And he goes, oh, my God. Uh, Why? And he's like, well, you'll feel more productive in an office setting. And he goes, actually, I'm more productive at home, kind of, if you look at my stats. Believe it or not. You will be able to collaborate with your coworkers. I literally talked to nobody for this job. Your computer is way more advanced in the office. I have PowerPoint on this one, and that's pretty much all I use. And then he goes, look, dude, we just bought a new lease, and we need to get people in there to justify it. Yes. And I 100% believed that one, you know? That is fully what's happening. Like, so many companies are doing, like, oh, hybrid work. Like, you can work half in the office and half at home, and they're cycling out their employees because they were able to cancel the lease on, like, half the building, maybe, or, like, they'll subletting it out to another company, but they still need people in the seats, you know, the other half of the time. Actually, my company, 
the building that I used to be in, uh-huh. we own like the entire building. Like, okay. we rented out both floors in both wings. Right? Wow. We have a tiny subsection of one floor now. Like, yeah. they got rid of all of it. And other people have moved in, so it's like, well, there's no chance that you coming back now because there's nowhere for you to go. Remote work is so infinitely better than anything you could have me do in an office. Like, if I'm at home, I'm more likely to work through if I have, like, a flu or something that I could work through at home but not wanting to go into the office. I'm more likely to want to come into work like, regardless of traffic, you know? Like, I'm not going to have to think about traffic. Oh. I don't have to think about tolls, maintenance on my car, getting gas. That's a lot of money that I, as an employee, am saving. And that you, as an employer, don't have to worry about because I'm not going to call in like, oh, yeah. I got a flat tire. I have to take a day today. Oh, I don't have time. Okay, well, I guess I'm fired. Like, there's yeah, a lot of that was in the variables. That was in that TikTok, too, because he was like, uh, like, we'll get to do this. And he was like, actually, my... Subway is like always delayed. Plus, I could get yes. COVID. Yes. So it's like, I mean, okay. So I pretty much had like annual sicknesses. I was always sick at least two to three times a year at the same times every year. You always get a fucking cold because somebody has a kid in school, yeah. and then the kid gives it to the parent. The parent brings it to the office, and they give it to all their coworkers, and then all their coworkers take it home to their spouses, and their spouses get sick. I haven't been sick once in two years. No, I'm it's... not even fucking kidding. I have not been sick once. Yeah, imagine that. Like, not being around other human beings. You don't get sick. <laughs> yeah. I thought I was a sickly person. <laughs> Turns out <laughs> I had people. Yeah. Another um, industry that they covered in this 60 minute segment that I thought was like, they just skimmed across the top of it. They talked about construction and how there's huge openings in the construction industry. And they were like, well, why are there so many openings? The construction industry, I've actually done research on this just on my own time because I've always found it kind of like fascinating how construction projects seem to just stretch on for years and years and never fucking go anywhere, especially on like I-35 in Texas. It's always under construction. So construction in general as an industry has been on a very slow decline since they started tracking it back in 2000. Okay. And it's a much larger crisis of like, there's just been a general labor shortage in construction. And there's a lot of research saying that like skilled labor jobs are in general having a labor crisis because millennials and Gen Z even have been raised to say, to know that like, if you take a job in skilled labor or unskilled labor or what have you, it's it's less than you know it's it's yeah. almost worse than flipping burgers. Like you, you should you should go to college. You should get like a degree. Like you're blue collar now. Yeah, yeah. You're not supposed to want to work construction. Like it's not a job that somebody aspires to. And I think that sucks because my dad is like a bricklayer. You know he he grew yeah. up building homes and shit. Like. My my whole family is like blue collar workers. <laughs> I would say that's something to be proud of. There's people that yeah. are genuinely affected by the work that you've done. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the construction industry, like think about all the shit that they've gone through. So it's not a safe environment for workers like to to be out and about with your other construction workers. It's easy to get COVID because you're just like 
out in the environment all day and you're around other people all the time. So, of course, it's a highly transmissible environment. And the industry has survived through a couple of different crashes. So we had the Great Recession, which happened in like the early 2000s with Bush and 9-11 and all that shit. And we had the housing bubble. So they weren't building a lot of houses at that time when the housing market crashed. (laughs) And now we're having the pandemic, which is making it really, really hard to find affordable affordable housing. So people are moving out to like tiny towns where it's much more affordable to live and you can work from home and you don't have to think about like making rent in a $3,500 apartment. Yeah. They're not building new apartment buildings. And now we're on the like precipice, just like right on the cusp of another housing bubble. And I'm just wondering like, is the construction industry ever going to recover as a whole from like this repeated series of events that just seem yeah. destined to kill it, you know? Too bad my mom's not here because she worked in construction accounting for 30 years. So she's been really she's been right there watching it rise and fall all this time, right? I'm sure she has like such a perspective on this. But like she's she's seen many times like when business is good and you're and you're just building nonstop. They hire, I mean, tons of people. And then as yeah. soon as it goes down, they literally skeleton crew it again. Like, yes, it's a highly fluctuating, like, number of workers. It's not like they're always short. It's just they're constantly building up and then going, oh, we've done too much work. Now there's no work. So everybody go away. You know? Yeah. And when you, when you build a whole industry on that and then you tell kids, like, you should want more than that. And then you wonder, why don't we have construction workers? Like, oh, yeah. Maybe it's because we've been attacking the industry from several angles for the last two decades. Well, I also saw this, and I don't want to say where. Was it on TikTok? It was on TikTok. Okay. <laughs> but it was like it, it was um, like something that was on like a like a news station. I think it was more like a local news station. I don't even think it was like CNN or something. Okay. But they brought up an interesting facet of like labor workers like that yeah um most labor workers are immigrants yes and they were like i want you guys to look at this trend and so they they were showing how many immigrants have come into our country and how it's slowly been declining yeah especially like when trump came in and all that kind of stuff yes and all you fuckers chanted to build the goddamn wall and now you're like why can't i get a house built like yeah so do you want to build it the children that you raised to not want to have a construction job or the immigrant that you kicked out of the fucking country yeah so all so there's like i mean dude it was like a tenth of the number of people have come into the country within the past like 10 years it's ridiculous it was so low (laughs) and the majority of workers in that industry are not native born people it's mostly immigrant workers So now that we're not letting those people in, there's less people doing the job. And since they hold the majority in the job, there's no one doing it now. Yeah. (laughs) It's, it's wild to me that like people don't make these connections. It's like everything is interconnected and you can't want one thing politically and then be sad like six steps down the line when it affects you in a way that you didn't foresee like think about your actions they have consequences that's why when i discuss most like political topics i have a hard time giving like a defined 
quote-unquote answer because there's a workaround where that doesn't work. So, like, I've talked about scalping before. Yes. And, like, we had come up with, like, a solution. Like, me and Taylor had, like, I don't remember what it was, but we, like, hashed it out. Like, what would be the way to fix it, right? Okay. And we had an answer. Here was the response. And, like, five minutes later, I was like, well, if that were the case, I would do this, and now I could circumvent it. And I found a way that that answer doesn't work now. Like, there's no one answer that covers every single niche case. You can cover the majority of a problem, but you can't cover everything relating to a problem. You know what I mean? So, yeah, we have a problem with immigration or whatever, so this is what we're going to do. And that might cover this portion of the problem, but uh uh-oh, you didn't look at this part now. Like, your umbrella covers a little bit. There's still the rest of that rain. Yeah. You know? Like you said, it's crazy how interconnected all of it is. Right. So this great resignation shit, that's actually what bothered me about this. Did you notice it was only about Greensboro, North Carolina? Yeah, it was, like, really located, like, centrally to that town. I'm like, did they just, I guess they just interviewed people in that town to see what affected them. I was like, is that where 60 Minutes is based? Like, what's the deal? Maybe. Because to me, if it's a national problem, why would I only talk to one town? Yeah. And why would I only talk to employers when it's... As they put it in the thing, a worker problem. Right. Yeah, a worker problem. I really hated that. Like, another um, piece of it that struck me, I wish they had gone deeper into it, is the fact that childcare costs right now, or just childcare, like, childcare logistics. Forever. Forever, yeah. Are ridiculously high, unaffordable, unattainable for people that might have multiple children, especially if you're working a job that is, like lower on the economic scale you know like i even think just middle class probably probably can't afford to do child care well yeah and especially right now i mean so many daycares and even schools are just shutting down because of the pandemic or they're open but like your kid's gonna get COVID if they go in like good fucking luck try to strap a mask on a three-year-old and let them go all day with that rip it right off once they get out of your eyes. But um, there's just, there's so much that is affecting women in the workforce right now. And yeah. millions and millions of women are out of work because of childcare costs and childcare planning. Like I think that other cultures that have a more um, like family centric way of living, like people that still live with their extended family, you know, yeah. Kind of like it takes a village to raise a child sort of thing. You can you can leave your kid at home because someone's going to be there to care for them. Like you have, I don't know, a grandma or a, a retired uncle that can take care of your child while you go to work in the industry yeah. or whatever. But here in America, the whole thing is like you have to move out and get a home and have a job and a spouse and your kids. And you have to have child care for your kids. Your kids have to go to a nice school. You have to have a nanny. Like everything is based on having a stable, solid income and being able to go to work. And we're no longer like in that environment. The American dream as we know it is 
both dying and being reborn as this new many oh, totally faced different now yeah it's it's completely different than the prior generations and i think that's natural you know we shouldn't always have the american dream of the picket fence and the 2.5 children and a dog sort of a thing yeah like every every generation should have their own version of an american dream and i think for our generation right now uh there was one thing that the person they interviewed, her name was Karen Kimbrough. She's like the LinkedIn chief economist or something. Oh, yeah. The one thing that she said that like drew me was that people right now are trying to find out what makes their heart sing. And I'm like, yes, that is like the chase your joy sort of thing. You have to find what yep. you're willing to put your time into in order to make an income. You're not. We want to work to live, not live to work. Right. I think she actually opened her interview with that we were always a a live-to-work society until recently. Yeah. I think she even said that. Yeah. And I, I think that's absolutely correct. I think that we're definitely on the shift now for the better where people are trying to figure out, like, what can I do to make the world work for me? Not necessarily I need to find my place as a cog in the machine so I can have my white picket fence. Well, like... I think it's all about too much progress. We're trying to be so something new all the time. Yeah. You know, uh, I think it was the Netherlands or somebody. They're doing those uh, four-day work weeks or whatever. Yes, and it's six-hour days. I want that. And so I'm sitting here thinking, what? what is the world losing out on or not gaining because they're not working so much? Like... What difference is going to be made with that time? Like, what is going to change the world because they worked that much more, you know? Yeah. Whereas we're always chasing the next thing. It's, I think, I think we've talked about uh, cell phones on an older show, how we have this annualized cell phone thing now. But in a year, not much changes. So they go, oh, we move the camera. Ta-da. Yeah. Because we're all about progress without a meaningful progression. Yes. Like, we just need the next thing. We don't need the next thing. What if we What if we had a good thing, and then one day somebody came across a better thing, and it just changed the game? That would feel so much better than, okay, here's a slightly better thing. Yeah. If I got, like, a true, just, like, what a difference. Oh, my God. You know, that would mean a lot more to me than, hey, um, uh, we made the zoom on this camera like 0.5% better. Yeah. A thousand dollars, please. No, that is not a meaningful progression. We should be striving for meaningful progression, not just progression for the sake of it. Yeah. And that's what we do here for sure. Yes. Uh, I wanted to go back to the childcare real quick because I looked up this statistic for you. Sure. In Texas, the monthly average for childcare is $777 per month. That even sounds low. Well, so that's infant care, and it's actually cheaper when the kid gets older. So, like, the most expensive one that I see for 2021, because, of course, there's not one for 2022 yet, it's, like, $800 a month. Okay. That is, for some people... Both your car payments? Yeah. I mean, that's a life-changing amount of money right there. Yeah. 
And on this other site, it says, because you brought up a nanny, I can't even with this number. <laughs> but in 2020, the average child care cost for one child to have a nanny was $600 a week. Yeah, that's about what I'm imagining when I think about child care costs. Like, excuse me? Right. Like, that is you want me to half do of a paycheck. Like, Yeah, you want me to spend my more than my car payment that I do a month every week? Yeah. Excuse that. No, thank you. No, thank you. Big fuck that. Mm -mm. And the Pope calls people who don't have kids fucking selfish. Fuck you, Pope. Yeah. You're right here on Yemtope. Fuck you, Pope. <laughs> you know, I keep hearing that children are for the rich now. Yeah, they they honestly are. Like it Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't even I don't even want to get into it. I'm going to get like We're talking about the, the great resignation here. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, I've been <laughs> hearing that and I'm like, dude, there's no way I could afford a child today. No. Like my sister has four, and I'm like, how do you do it? I have three cats, and, like, that's too much. I don't... Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's... I feel like when you have them, it's not like, well, we're doing it well. It, it's like, well, I mean, they got to live, so... Yeah, We yeah, do what it is, you know? That's exactly it. Like, all your money goes to your kids first, and then the rest is just, like, stuff that you can move around to buy food and stuff. Basically, you know? Yeah. Uh... But so anyway, separate topic for a later show. Yeah. Kids we'll talk, and how we'll talk awful about... they are. <laughs> Just how the general public cannot afford children. So the whole great resignation thing, they said, which I thought this was interesting. They made, they made employees sound like the housing market. So they were like, right now it's swinging to the employee side. We're in like an employee market. They rule. <laughs> they, they like rule the roost. Yeah. And I completely disagree. I have never heard of an employee being like, I'll work for you, but give me all of this. And they go, okay. Right. Like they I say, get the fuck out of here. I'm constantly under a corporate thumb. Like, I don't care what company I move to. Like, if, I, if I'm if i trying to get hired and I'm like, give me five weeks vacation, they'll be like, we don't do that here. They'll be like, <laughs> no. Yeah, like, you're an entry-level employee. I'm not going to do that. Like, this is the salary you'll get. You'll yeah. work in the office, hybrid, whatever. And that's that's our terms. And if you don't want it, then go suck eggs or go work as a construction worker. I don't give a shit. Like, like that's, to me, that's what corporates are saying. Yes, I know that there are some jobs where you can do that if you're super specialized. So, like, I know that in my field, apparently poli-sci employees, like political science stuff, yeah, is super in demand. And we've had jobs that are, like, have been unfilled for, like, a year or more. Jeez. So when somebody comes along, because there's not many, I guess, poli-sci majors and stuff, right? They work to, like, keep them. But that was even before all this started. Yeah. If you are listening to this show now and you literally just, like, steamrolled your employer, strong arm them into giving you everything you want, I would like to know because I bet we hear nothing. <laughs> I would like to hear about it, honestly. Because I don't think that's true. And they yeah. portrayed that in this, like, oh, yeah, employees... They got employers by the balls and can just get whatever they want. Signing bonuses and everything their heart desires. 
I truly doubt that. Like, the job market is good if you have an industry that is hiring that you want to move up in. Like, if, yeah. if you're in an industry where there are openings and you can hop around to different employers and get different offers and be like, well, this company offered me 55. Can you offer me 60? Like, that's a thing. But that's kind of always been a thing in those industries. See, yeah, they're talking about it like these service industries are doing that for their people. I'm sorry. Jack in the Box is not working to bring anybody in. You know what I actually saw the other day? I saw a poster at a mcdonald's that was like we're hiring you will give you a free iphone if you just come work for us and stay for six months pending oh all of these different God. things so like they they're offering a free iphone it okay. may be like an iphone 2 or something but you have to work at mcdonald's for six months and you have to meet all these performance requirements and stuff because i was like what are they doing to these kids to get them the free iphone like how because it's not like you sign the application like yes i'm going to work here and then they just hand you a brand new iphone that's not happening that would be amazing it would be and that would be like what they're talking about in this segment like that's a yeah. worker's market yeah but that's not happening no, I mean, it's a capitalist society. It is always going to be the market of the employer. I don't care who you fucking are. It is yeah. always, there's always somebody above you who's got their thumb just pressing on you saying like, you're going to work for me and this is the terms. I have never, I mean, I've, I've even tried to just be like, can I get a little something when I've moved jobs? And it's always like, yeah, why are you speaking? Yes. Shut up and work. <laughs> and it's like, okay, I'm sorry. Yes. So... That, I think, is more in line with how the TikTok portrayed it, you know, where, like, they're kind of, like, saying something, and it's like, no, not really. Yeah. But he didn't even mention that one. I think it's a good watch. I think everybody needs to just kind of take a little peek. It was 13 minutes. Yeah, it was really informative, and if you guys have some opinions on it, especially you folks in the Patreon Discord, I would, we would absolutely love to hear what you guys have to say. I did my great resignation. You sure did. Previous to when this is talking about, because this made it sound like that movement is 2021. Yeah. Not, not, not 2020, because I did mine in 2020. Yeah. But I guess, I guess one last thing about it that I found interesting. Okay. That they didn't really even talk about too much. But they try to blame the fact that nobody wants to work on unemployment. And that I, people are making more money staying you can at just home. Sit at home and live off the cash of the state. Like, son, we just talked about health care and child care. Yeah. Like people aren't doing that intentionally. That. Yeah. No, if you have like a couple of kids at home, you're not just gonna like sit on welfare and like make ends meet with the three hundred dollars a month or whatever the fuck Uncle Sam gives you for being unemployed. Yeah. Like uh, yeah, that made me angry. <laughs> it was nice when it was like a little higher up when COVID first started. Sure. But even then, it wasn't as much as having a job. The amount of people that like literally cheat the system is so low that it's it's negligible, you know? Like, yeah, the system is there as a safety net for people that cannot get a job. People that are like let go or fired or whatever fall on hard times it is there for them as a net of like this is the bare minimum that we're going to give you to survive until you find the next thing that's going to keep you gainfully employed yeah and people always try to spin it to be like ah everyone in this world is freeloading on the system and getting 
food stamps and trading them for cigarettes. It's wild out there on the streets. Yeah, I know. And so they talk about it that way, and then they go, but check this out. When people's benefits ran out, more people quit. People didn't rush to just go grab the first job they could find. Yeah. So then the interviewer goes, what does that mean? And they, <laughs> and they for real were just like, I don't know. Oh. We don't know what that means. Yeah. It means the jobs aren't working. Yeah. I think the LinkedIn lady was actually really on the nose with her stuff. She was like, America's burnt out. Yes. Like, she seemed like she was the most objective about... Because she was just looking at the numbers and telling you what they were. She wasn't saying, like, it's not, you know, people are lazy or they're being stupid. She was like, I mean, this is what we're seeing. So, obviously, something's up. Yeah. And, I mean, she's the chief economist for the number one job network in the country. I think she knows, like, what her shit is, you know? She knows knows her stuff. My one thing that I wish that this segment would have done... Talk to people that have quit. Yeah. They talked to like three or four employers and one employee. They talked to one employee who worked for one of the employers in the segment. (laughs) Yes. It was, it didn't have enough variety. And like you said, it all took place in that one singular town. So I would, I would have loved to see a more deeply researched, deeply interviewed like a varietous segment on this topic. Because I don't even know that it would depend on your location in the country. I think it yeah. would, I think it's all based on the interests of, of the person that you're talking to. If yeah. there is somebody that's like, no, I've always wanted to do art. Or there's someone, I wanted to be a musician. Like, everybody's probably going to have a completely different reason for doing what they did. Yeah, people in New York City are going to have an absolutely different experience from those people in, like, the colony, Texas. Yes. It's it's a different experience, holy. We talked about the Great Resignation and didn't talk to any people that were in the movement and left. Yes. That, to me, is the biggest downfall of this piece, that this piece almost doesn't matter. Yeah, it's quite an oversight. I would want at least... At least the same number of employees as employers. Like, let's get a one-for-one, sure, because that's fair. But really, give me a good five to ten just people countrywide. What do you see where you are? Yeah. Why did you do it? I mean, you have friends that may have partaken in it. What do they say? You're not talking... It's, It's like the whole corporate thing where the people up top make these decisions without really knowing what's happening real world that's going on you know yeah people that are just so above it they can't see the forest for the trees yeah if i'm doing the job why would you ask my boss who reads the numbers how the job is done they don't yeah they don't fucking know you would ask me because i'm doing it if i quit the job why are you asking my employer well we don't know where they went that's not helpful to what this movement is (laughs) Oh, no, people seem to want to just move on. Okay, that's not an answer. Yeah. It was a weird piece. I just thought it was way more played up in the TikTok. And when I saw that it, that it was so short, I just I just wanted to see what you thought about it, too. Yeah. Thank you for bringing this to me. It's good stuff for the brain to digest. I am exhausted now. Yeah, this was a really, really good topic. Um, I appreciate you bringing it to me. I... I did not expect it to be half the show. 
I really thought I it was just like a tiny little thing. <laughs> just be like, that was a weird segment. But like you said, there's a lot of pieces. It's so connected. It just spiraled into more. Yep. So I feel like there's your first deep dive 2022. Hell yeah. It's been a while since we got a good deep dive. It has been. We usually have just like a smattering of topics, but we had one really good one right here at the end for you guys. So yeah, hopefully you enjoyed it. Let us know. Let's resign. <laughs> Let's resign. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so actually, before we get fully on out of here, we got a stream coming up for you guys. Going to get on that Twitch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're going to do a game that we have talked about at least just between the two of us for a really long time. I don't know how much we've talked about it on the show for you guys, but uh, Sea of Solitude. It's a game that I saw at E3 millennia ago. Yes. And I think we're going to go ahead and try that one out. Another little shorter bite-sized experience for you guys. Just kind of intake it. Probably get us in the feels. Probably make us sad. (laughs) But should be a good time. Bring a tissue box and come cry with us. Yes. We are going to do that January 22nd at 6 p.m. So put it on your calendar. Be there. Or be square. One thing about Twitch, I <laughs> I kind of want to address because I know that it's like on the tip of everybody's tongue. Everybody, everybody has been asking us to play It Takes Two. Yes. And we were gonna be playing it. Like we've we've had this like on the docket since I think October, but we had Streamtober, and then November was a th- like a planned thing that we had already, and then December was the Minecraft stream because of the bet, and then this month is like yeah really busy and things that are not podcasts. So like we actually <laughs> wanted to play that before all the hype around Game Awards. I know like, it's been we like had it down literally a long time. yes. So we will be playing that game. It. It's a 12-hour game, so it's it's a beefy one. It might have to be a two for stream. It may even end up being in, like, April when we do our I was kind of thinking maybe that would be a good, like, annual Yimtope birthday kind of stream. Yeah, yeah. So if you're wanting us to play It Takes Two, please stick around. <laughs> yes, it's coming. It It is installed on my computer right now. I'm staring at the icon. I promise it's here. We we'll promise to happen. play it. Anyway, here at the end of the episode, we always ask you to please tell your friends about us and help us grow this audience. And don't forget to subscribe to us on your mace. On your mace. Don't forget to mace us in the face. Don't forget to subscribe to us on your favorite platform so you never miss an episode because we release weekly every single Monday. On holidays, on bad days, on good days, we're there for you. Through the thick, through the thin through the middle-sized every single Monday. If you have a second to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, that helps us find many more lovely listeners just like you. And don't forget to go find us and friend us on all those social medias, Y-M-B-T-O-A-P, on the Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. We just told you guys about the other stream we got coming up later this month. We will see you guys there. And again, we love you patrons, you guys. Like... You don't know how much it means that you're willing to support us and that you want to support us. It still feels a little <laughs> weird to me. It does. <laughs> that you're like, do your thing because we like it. seems yeah, weird. Talk. We like to listen. What? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like, okay, sure. But uh, for real, everything you guys do for us, we 
I mean, we could probably keep doing the show without you guys, but it wouldn't be as fun. It really yeah. wouldn't. Uh, and don't forget, we also have called for many emails throughout the show. So again, that email is ymbtoap at gmail.com. If you were part of the great resignation, please tell us when, when you quit, why'd you quit, what's keeping you from going back, what would it take to get you back, since this is such an employee's market, what yeah. are you going to demand? <laughs> what do you want? What are your demands, sir? If you're in a job that is not traditional, like if you are out there supporting yourself on OnlyFans or Patreon or something that is unique, something that's not corporate America, let us know. What is your hustle? What's your hustle? Because there are so many. Dude, I keep seeing ones that's like, can you read English? Read all these things and make sure that they're like, just like proofread things online and we'll pay a crap ton of money. My sister did part-time work when she studied abroad in Germany because they like they translate websites basically by running it through Google Translate. Okay. And you know that spits out like kind of weird structural stuff. Yeah. So they'll have they'll like run the email they'll run the website through Google Translate and then just give that copy over to somebody who's native in that language and be like, "Can you make this like be Sound English normal? but good?" <laughs> yeah, like a human English, not not uh, Google that English. That sounds so easy. Like, Don't you want that job? <laughs> and and actually, you know that probably pays well because it's probably a big corporation that's like, we want to make sure that we're making money from this other language. Make it yeah, right. We're right. willing to pay for it. For real, what are your hustles? I'm not going to steal your hustle. Trust me. I'm going to steal it. <laughs> no. I'm going to take it from you. No, I'm all about feet pics. That's the only thing I want to get in on. <laughs> It's so easy. I just gotta, I just gotta look down. The smooth alabaster feet. <laughs> the easiest thing ever. I just look down and then I step on something. You know. <laughs> <laughs> but please send us a listener mail on any of your thoughts about the Great Resignation. Oh, which one more thing? Did you notice how they called it the Big Quit? Because I that hate makes that. it sound worse. Yes. The Great Resignation, it sounds wonderful. Like, yes, it's happening. We're it's all like doing it. It's like a movement, you yeah. know? Yeah. And now and it's like, the oh. The big quit. Took a big shit on it. Yeah. The big quit. All these big babies just stopping what they're doing. Wah, we don't want to do it anymore. We quit. It was definitely tailored to a certain side. Yes. But they tried their best to keep it down the middle. They tried. <laughs> so, yeah. Let us know. I'm very curious what you guys are doing out there. Yes. Our theme song is The Grim Reaper Blows the Horn by Farage. You can support him on the internet. He's got the, the music hustle. Check him out on YouTube. Give him some cash. I, I don't know if he has like a cash app or whatever, but I'm sure it's out there. Um, and as always, thank you guys so much for listening. And tune in next time to get the answer to that burning question. Is the great socialist uprising next? one more important sound we wanted you to hear i actually wanted to take this minute to say happy anniversary to the best co-host in the world she is celebrating her anniversary this week and she's not here to be part of this ender with me but just a little secret surprise for you kelsey happy anniversary you're awesome you guys rule see you later